everybody. Hello and welcome back to Double Barrel Podcast. Today we are going to be doing Double Barrel Shorts. Double Barrel Shorts. I like that. Yeah, this is something totally new. We have been listening to people that have either left comments or have talked to us personally. And we're just like, hey, you know what? Let's make these shorts. Let's try and help people that are actually asking questions. Not only that, we have on our first five episodes, oftentimes looked at each other and said, we'll talk about that later. This is later. And we haven't talked about it later. We haven't, no. Not on on the episode. So this is later. And today, I got asked a very interesting question. You got asked a very challenging question. It was, because we are not girls. We're too ugly. And oddly enough, it came from a family member. If I was to recommend a hunting rifle for a female, what would it be? See, and that, to me, falls very, very heavily on... Well, what are you hunting? You're right. And here in the Midwest where we live, we normally hunt mule deer and Rocky Mountain elk. Now we have like pronghorn. Here's the thing. If you can cover those two species. You can cover most of what you Pretty much here. almost everything uh, in, in the Midwest. Except for Maybe things like moose, moose bear. Uh, um, some of the big once in a lifetime ones. Which if you're a woman and you draw out on that, I'm sorry. You are going to have to... You're going to have to go into something big and heavy because to take down a moose, you need well, you need a lot of power. Let's be honest, though. Let's, we're not trying to be sexist here because... No, we're not. Your sister hunts with a... I think you told me it was a 270 Weatherby Magnum? Yes. She hunts with a cartridge that most dudes don't even want to touch. Therefore, there are plenty of women out there who are totally fine handling Magnum cartridge-style rifles. Well, However... This goes into my sister. Mm-hmm. She's been hunting for many, many years. She's very, very active. She's been very active in firearms for Ever. since she was very young. Mm-hmm. Eight, nine. She's been very active in the firearms. But she is very, very familiar with what she's doing. She knows what she's getting to. And she has practiced and stepped into that boundary. And that's awesome. If you're but- new to it. It's totally different. Or you're an intermediate trying to get, go from maybe... Or you're going because you want to spend more time with your husband. Yeah. Whatever your reason for going, we don't care. This is we're, we're just happy you're going. Now, there are two calibers that came to my mind. And I'm pretty sure one came to yours. There was a 6.5 Creedmoor. And then the, the other one, though, that just really stood out to me, that was the 243 win. See, and I... <laughs> often forget the 243 win even exists. Well, it gets really drowned out by everything else nowadays. Like, the 6.5 has kind of taken... It's kind of like with 308. It's it's kind of almost taken over everything. But the 243 4A, you can get it in a more compact package. I kind of feel like, all right, if you're on a budget, go with, like, a Savage 110 or even, like, a Ruger American. Seeing you... If you're on a real budget, I would go with Ruger American or Savage Scout. You mean the Axis? The Axis. The Axis, the Axis yeah. Scout. Yeah, if you're on a budget, I would do, I would do the American or the Axis. Absolutely. Th- those are my bottom budget rifles. Well, you for can anyone, those in compact models, too, though. You can. But for anyone who's willing to spend, let's say, 700 to $1,000. I would say it like a teak. Well, I'd say that's where the Savage 110 falls. That's where your 110 falls, yes. 
And that's where Teak Falls. That's where the your Ruger, your not Ruger, Browning, Browning Expo Falls. Right. And all three of those would be great options because they're both all three lightweight. They're all three compact. They all three have a chassis option, which is more lightweight. Absolutely. Well, here's the reason why that's the budget route I would go. Be either the Ruger American or yes, the Savage Axis would be another really good one. The third option would be the Tika D3. And here's the cool thing about Tika is I do not... This is in the 6.5 Creedmoor, just for those... At least I'm talking 6.5 Yeah, you, you would do the 6.5 Creedmoor then, is that what you're saying? I'd do the 6.5 Creedmoor okay. for deer. For, for deer. All right. So let's look at it this way. We've got... I would say the Tika because the Tika comes in a light and a super light model. And all three of those are also... Even all four of them, even the 110... They're available in compact models. So if you are a smaller frame, like my wife, who is five foot four and doesn't have the the arm length, right? Then you could step into that. See, and that, that's great, and the, that's why all I think all three of those or all four of those rifles would be an excellent choice. Now, if you're looking for something to go after elk and deer, see here's what's funny though: all four of those that we just named can do both. They come in calibers that accommodate in frames all around. I, I, they do. So for so, elk, what would you recommend? Now, take in mind, not we're not going after, okay, you're going to be able to drill four inches at 200 right. yards or 100 and yards. And you might be able to drill four inches at 100 yards or 200 yards. We don't know. You're right. But we're, t- we're going to assume that eight inches at 200 yards is your average. At 10. Let's do 10. 10-inch gong is usually what you train on, right? Well, I find more 8-inch gongs available than 10-inch gongs. Okay, so go 8 inches. So uh, that's why I say 8 inches. Okay. So under that assumption, I would say go with, honestly, a 308. A 308, all right, interesting. And we have, and all those are readily available in the Tika, the Tika T3X, the Savage 110, the Ruger American, and the Savage Axis. Kind of cool we got two Savages in there right now. Right. But the Savage Axis and the Ruger, Ruger American... I would consider your low end, mm-hmm. uh, try to stay within a, a pretty tight budget. Um, I would go with Savage 110. Or the Tika. Well, or the Tika. A lot of the Tikas, unless you get up into some of their nicer ones, they're, they're $1,000, like 750 bucks. Easy. Right, and so Savage and the Tika are both kind of in the same category. Yeah. Now, if you're willing to spend a little bit more money, Browning Axel would the fall. The would be amazing, yes. Fall into there. Because all three of them, the Savage 110, the Tika T3X, mm-hmm. and the Root, and the... I keep calling it Ruger. The Browning right. X-Bolt. Are great. Are, they're all great options, and they're all right around eight or nine pounds for their... Their builds. Their absolutely. standard builds. The Tika, you can get in that super light model, which I think is comes in around six. Yeah, it's like 5.9 or something like that. It, it's pretty light. It's pretty it, light. It's really light. But it's more expensive. Now, here's the thing. I thought of the 308. I'm going to go... I'm going to go to this one. 30 out six. See, and I, I disagree with you. And Wait, I thought, okay, hold on. I, I'm building to this. Okay, thought about this. 30 out 6. I was like, okay, all right, hold on here. Let's, let's dial us back a little bit here because a 30 out 6 is basically just a necked up 308. Ha, okay, now no, here's where I'm going with this, okay? I, I got to argue before we run out of time here. It's fine. 6 foot PRC. I, no, 6 foot PRC, I think, falls off completely is a useless caliber. Okay. That's my opinion. I feel like the 6.5 PRC should, or, should or, never have been made. Or, here was the one, but, here was the next one, 270. Okay, 270 falls so close to the 6.5 Creedmoor in both stopping power, diameter of bullet, and velocity that I think, again, 
Okay. You're overshadowed by, shadowed by the 6.5 Creedmoor. So which or one? Or equivalent to the 6.5 Creedmoor. All right, then. Other than the 308 to try and get both categories, what would you do? I I would stick with 308. It is a great... Because the... an amazing filler. The 308, mm-hmm. like we showed on our podcast with P22, we showed that 6.5 Creedmoor round and the, the 308 round. Right. And then we showed the 270 round. 270's a... 270 bullet on a 30-06 cartridge, mm-hmm. a lot of powder behind it, a lot of kick, a lot of recoil. It hits. The, the 308 and the 6.5 Creedmoor, both are shorter caliber, shorter, less powder, right. less recoil, less impact on the shoulder. I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you one more. And this one's kind of on its way out the door. However, it would do it. 7mm08. I don't have too much experience with 7mm08. All right, so 7mm08. Is basically just a, it's like, it's a barely juiced 308 with a 7mm round in it. Right. We're talking barely though. Like the difference in kick, so it's more than the 308, less than 30 odd. Okay, I didn't think that'd be fine, but I want to say I feel like the 308 is the best of both worlds. I agree. Because it is that short, it is a short action. Yep. Round, so not a ton of powder, right? Not a, a lot of kick behind it, and it does have lighter. it has it's light enough and it has enough uh, force behind it to stop both the deer and the elk. And you have a 120 grain all the way up to a 220 grain. You have such a plethora. You have a huge range. And now, I if you're only that. gonna go for deer, I think the 65 Creedmoor is better than the 308 or the 243 or the 243. But if you're gonna go for both. The 308. The 308, and I see, think, is your best The only option. reason why I tried to get a little bit more in-depth on this is because I couldn't find anything comparable to what the 308 does when we were talking about it like this. That's why I was trying to throw a couple more cartridges out there, but the more and more I thought about it, and you did exactly what I did, too. Well, we're, we're getting into this. Now we're getting into this. 308's readily available. It's fairly inexpensive ammo. It's 308's super available. Mm-hmm. Super not expensive. It's, it's very affordable. Very affordable. And yes, actually what? it's used in long range competition still. It's it's a great long range round, it's a great short range round, it's a great all round round. Absolutely. So in my opinion, if you're going for both. 308. I would agree with that. 308. My favorite chassis would be the Savage 110. Okay. The T or the Browning X. Okay. Followed closely by the Tika T3X. And if I had to, for a a lady, I would either do the, the Tika T3X, or I would do, oddly enough, I would do the Savage 110. I don't know why you say odd. Savage 110 is an amazing word. It is, but you here's the thing, though. I'm the one that owns the Browning Expo, and yet I, I am going to say this. Either do the T3 or do the, or do the 110. Because, here's why, and I'm going to end on this note. You're aftermarket, because if you wanted to modify it a little bit, you have a massive aftermarket. It is almost as big now as the Remington 700's aftermarket. If you go with a Browning, you have a Browning. That's it. I, I will admit the Savage 110 has a much larger aftermarket. So does the Tika. So does the Tika. All right, the folks, way- this was our first short. Thank you very much for tuning in. Let us know if you like these, or we'll keep making them. As always, my name's Chris. I'm Justin. Have a great day.